Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Wow, I'm super excited today because it's not every day that I have someone who has been a mentor in my life, a personal friend, and a Journey member uh, since the time the journey began. I have with me today, Dr. Ed Williams. Dr. Ed Williams is a retired doctor. He's a retired Navy captain. He is a yoga uh, guru. I'll say guru in my opinion, <laughs> but uh, fitness enthusiast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about overcoming. And uh, I wanted to ask Ed because I was recently honored with the invite to his 80th birthday. So I wanted to give him uh, the opportunity to share a few gems, you know, top lessons learned in 80 years, but uh, not just that. We're going to talk today about overcoming aging. And what I mean by that is, Ed is my mentor. I can't do what he can do for mobility. I am not as flexible as him. And I think that there's a lot of great lessons that you'll learn today because what are the signs of aging? The signs of aging are decreased mobility, uh, you know, loss of maybe balance, uh, increased blood pressures or elevated blood sugars or cholesterols or all sorts of things. But there is a way to reverse those things. And it's called exercise and nutrition. <laughs> and so therefore at Journey, we say that we're getting younger by the workout. And Ed certainly demonstrates that in many of the things that he's done. And so I wanna definitely get his insights on that for all of you. So Ed, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you. What a, what a pleasure to talk with my friend, Travis. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, you know, Ed, first of all, I guess just a little bit more on the bio. Um, you uh, you were in the uh, Navy for how many years? Well, I was on active duty for uh, for 14 years and, and stayed in the reserves and uh, retired. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then uh, during that time, you were also acting as a doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you can. Yeah. And then uh, so all roads that led you, what was the road that led you to Elmira, New York, where I got the pleasure of meeting you at Journey? Well, it's a long story. <laughs> I grew up in southeast Kansas, and if you told me then I was going to end up in Elmira, New York, I would have said, what? <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I went to medical school at University of Kansas, and then was Vietnam, and um, knew I was going to be in the service, so um, I signed up um, uh, and, and joined the Navy, and went off and did a, uh, an internship in Great Lakes. Naval Hospital, and and then I uh, was in the submarine service for a couple of years, and then after that, we went to uh, Philadelphia Naval Hospital and did radiology, and after that, we went to Key West for three years and did radiology at the Key West Naval Hospital, and then went back to Bethesda and did nuclear medicine and CT and ultrasound, and then left active duty and came to Elmira in 85. Wow. Wow. So, well, you know, Ed, I got to compliment you because one, you know, it's enough of an accomplishment just to uh, become a doctor. Uh, it takes a lot of years of dedication and discipline and study and and uh, also simultaneously uh, becoming a, a Navy captain. Uh, and then yeah, you have pursued some major adventures in your life. I remember when I met you and Cheryl, uh, you know, one of the things, Cheryl had a different goal than you did. Uh, you guys were preparing to go on an African safari, and she wanted to be able to climb up in the Jeep really well. And uh, your goals were actually to do a muscle-up and overcome her nation. If you don't know uh, what a muscle-up is, it's where you not only pull yourself to a pull-up bar, but push yourself over it. And Ed's reason for that was all the scuba diving that he did. Uh, you know, goes and swims with the whales and the sharks and the different, uh, different, uh, you know, type of sea life, right? And uh, takes lots of photos and just really enjoys that adventure. And so you want to be able to get up in the boat really well. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, I guess, uh, you know, there's 
just really, you're somebody that's inspired me to live life to the fullest. It, it seems like I'm always asking, you know, what's your next adventure? You know, what are you going to do next? And, you know, you've really explored the world. And uh, did that begin in the Navy or did you always, uh, you know, have that kind of uh, a thirst for adventure? And Well, I always wanted to go do something different. So uh, uh, submarine service was definitely different. And uh, was a, a medical officer, i.e. doctor on uh, a fleet ballistic missile submarine and learned different things. When, when you come aboard as the dock, you really don't have to have a, what is called a line watch. Of, in other words, you don't necessarily have to be involved in running the ship. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was in a two, 400 some odd feet long and about 33 feet in diameter for uh, 60, 70 days with 130 guys. And you have to decide whether you're going to be part of the crew or not. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I'd be part of the crew. So I I qualified on a line watch as a, as a diving officer. Okay. And so I, I learned all about um, hydraulics and high pressure air and how to pump water back and forth and and uh, a submarine the diving officer is the person who's supposed to keep the submarine at the appropriate depth and quote unquote trimmed out so that it's making its way the easiest way possible it's not it's not too heavy in the front not too heavy in the back not too heavy overall not light not whatever and so I did that, and that was that was that was that was really that was really interesting. That was that was totally different from anything else I had ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like almost like one adventure can uh, set you up for the next, right? Like once you start to do yeah. things that are rather exciting, you know, maybe you want to uh, keep on enjoying that. Yeah, it was was all over and and we were going back and forth to Scotland and uh, then we took off for Europe um, from there and uh, yeah I learned to learn to scuba dive and learn all about diving and uh, put me down <laughs> in, in in a hard hat diving suit uh, you know and yeah so it was uh, and I really liked to like like diving and did it for about forty five years actually. Forty five years, yeah. Okay, so we're talking. You've done diving for forty five years. You've done yoga for about thirty years now, right? Is that yeah, about, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I know we talked about it not too long ago, and I think it was the number was somewhere around there. Um, so let me ask you this. You're a very well traveled man, uh, not just because of the Navy, but because of your own adventures. What's your favorite place you've ever been? Oh, well, there are a number of really neat places. I really loved diving in the Galapagos Islands. Okay. And a little group of islands off of Costa Rica called Cocos. And the other place that my wife and I keep going back to is uh, is uh, the country of Zambia in in uh, in Africa, mm -hmm. which is just on the north side of the Zambezi River. Okay, uh, that's yeah, that's really great. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a wonderful place. You say you keep going back there. Uh, so, what draws you back there? What do you love about it? Is it the people? Is it the culture? Is it uh, people? Or... Culture in Africa is beautiful and wonderful and fantastic and amazing and awful and terrible and wretched and mm. terrible all kind of all up into one package and it's just fascinating and I love to go to go to Africa and um, be with uh, people and go out and see the animals awesome. in, in an open open vehicle and you can go out and park beside the pride of lions and you know yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, another great adventure. I mean, in an open vehicle parked beside a pride yeah. of lions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they sure. look at you like dinner when you're parked beside? No, 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 no. The uh, th those vehicles have been around so much that uh, all the animals know that they can't eat it, and uh, it's not going to eat you, and so they basically ignore it. Okay. If you stood up, that's a whole different thing. 
Yeah. Or you got outside, then that's different. But yeah. uh, no, if you're staying in the vehicle, it's no problem. And you have an intention to uh, go back to Africa uh, soon. Is it next year? Or? Uh, no, we're uh, in August. In August this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And is that back to Zambia? Yep. Uh, okay. All right. Very cool. Very yep. cool. Now we're taking a taking a number of people and some people who have never been. And that's always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, we said that we were going to talk a little bit of, uh, today about, you know, uh, staying young through stretching yeah. and exercise and uh, just, you know, it's a totally different life. Mm-hmm. when you're able to keep yourself fit um i think that you get to enjoy life more fully i think so um so you're on a your way to africa do you find that your peers uh people that are of the same age uh are taking as many adventures as you are mm, no not really yeah um everybody gets old and Ultimately, entropy and gravity wins in the end, and uh, nobody's going to live forever. But you have to keep active and uh, keep it going as as long as you as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Try to have fun, you know. Uh, and I'm uh, not young anymore, mm-hmm. and that's the thing uh, says. <laughs> As you are, so once was I, and as I am, so you shall be. (laughs) As you are, so once was I, and as I am, so shall you be. Yes, uh, there is a circle to life. However, you know, I I mean, it's very true. You know, there's going to be a um, an aging process for everybody. However, I feel like uh, what I've witnessed in my fitness career that began in 1996 is that. uh, some people are in a, uh, a hurry <laughs> to to age because mm-hmm. I've seen people that are 30 years old that may as well be 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people um, that are enjoying a life uh, that uh, is often the life of somebody 30 or 40 years younger than them. Well, why hurry? Yeah, right. But uh, I mean, you're just right here and you have to... The only place you can ultimately be is right here, right now, mm-hmm. because uh, tomorrow never comes, and yesterday is already past. Mm. So good, so good. Often uh, people are so focused on tomorrow, and uh, so focused on maybe what happened yesterday that they forget you can't to be here. Yeah, right. But, uh, ultimately the only place you can actually be mm-hmm. yeah it's really good i i, I want to dive a little deeper into uh because you know we've been in book clubs together uh you're very well read uh you're somebody that i consider to have a lot of a lot of zen i remember when i was going to sedona arizona i said i'm gonna go find me some zen and you tapped me <laughs> on the forehead and you said your zen is right here you know um, but, you know, before we get to that, I think you have a unique perspective as a radiology doctor and as somebody that's been a practitioner of yoga for approximately 30 years. Um, what would you say to, you know, we're talking about aging more slowly or we're talking about at least maintaining a certain level of fitness throughout your life so you can continue to enjoy that. So. What would you say from the perspective of a radiology doc that got to experience yoga for 30 years as far as the key benefits as to how it helps you to perform better at your age than it does somebody who hasn't been doing it for 30 years? Like, I mean, I'm talking about joint replacements that maybe some people have that you haven't had to have or whatever those things are. What what do you think are some of the benefits and why? Yeah, uh, and whoever talk the yoga that we're talking about is is hatha hatha yoga, which is uh, the um, the thing that most people say when they talk about yoga. And so it's basically the postures. And yoga is well, all right. So I'll do a little Sanskrit. Yoga chitta Yoga is the calming of the mind, mm-hmm. and that's bottom line from a physical point of view yes it, uh, um, flexibility is is excellent also uh, balance and a certain kind of strength and 
and putting your um, every joint through a full range of motion. Um, joints really rely on cartilage and cartilage doesn't have any direct blood supply. There aren't any arteries that go directly to the cartilage, but it needs nutrients and food and, you know, like everything else. But um, cartilage only gets this by being squeezed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you put all of your joints through a full range of motion, then you're pushing, contracting, and pushing, contracting. And I think this goes a long way to keep it healthy mm -hmm. because if your cartilage fall apart, um, your joints don't work too well. Yeah, that's really good. And I like the way that we started off even uh, a layer deeper. But so if we don't use it, we lose it. So we know that this is good for our balance. We know that this is good for our flexibility because we put our joints through the full range of motion, as you said. Um, so we have balance. We have flexibility. Uh, this is a this is an interesting thing that I don't think many people think about where you're talking about getting a nutrient rich blood supply to the cartilage uh, by, you know, basically opening up that joint and squeezing that joint. Uh, in the way that you can only do when you're going through that full range of motion in these various stretches. So those are the those are the top key reasons as to why somebody may want to consider. And we're talking about strength too, strength relative to your own body weight, oh, yes, being able yes. to handle your body weight, you know. And that's very important, right? Because uh, what happens when we can't anymore? Then you fall on the ground and you get stuck there because you can't get back up, right? It's very important. Um, so those are some key factors. But you started off a layer deeper. You talked about breath and stilling the mind. And, and these are things that are also uh, connected to longevity and lower stress levels. So um, we, talk, we were asking about key benefits. Do you feel that that is an equal benefit to the balance and the strength? Uh, the way that uh, yoga has helped you to still your mind. Uh, it's all a package. It's a package. Yeah. It's a package. And, uh, hmm. The ultimate thing is to be right here, right now. Mm -hmm. uh, be right here, right now, talking to Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's something you have to train yourself to do. Yes. So many people have this thing about uh, the grasping for something. There's this latest bright shiny object that somebody dangled in front of your nose and it could be yoga, it could be anything. You know, mm -hmm. A new car, a new house, a new this, a new that. Man, if I can just get that. Mm -hmm. I'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when you get it, are you looking for the next thing? You're looking for the next thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you a little, a little Chinese poem that I just happened to like. And it goes, uh, Mount Lu in the misty rain and the river Jin at high tide. I'd not been there. There was no cease of longing. But after I'd been there and come back, it was nothing special. Mount Lou in the misty rain. The river Jim at high tide. Mm. And so you know, that, that kind of brings me to a, another point, because uh, that's one of the reasons I've been, uh, enjoyed our relationship so much is just the, the different times that you'd share a, a poem or a quote or, or something that you read with me. Um, I, I like, you know, there's a lesson there. Could you, would you mind sharing the one about the man who uh, put the words away? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Th th this is, this is another uh, a Chinese guy from about uh, 300 BC, thereabouts. And his name was uh, Zhuangzi. And Zhuangzi's great. I mean, Zhuangzi's really 
um, hmm. Gonza has a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. okay. um, you know, uh, 2,300 years ago, but in any event. So it goes, um, to catch fish, you need, you need, a, you need a fish trap. Mm -hmm. okay. After the fish are caught, you can put the trap away. You use a snare to catch rabbits. After the rabbits are caught, you no longer need the snare and you can put it away. You use words to catch the meaning. After you have the meaning, you can put you can put the words away. I'd like to meet a man who would put the words away. So that I could have a word with him. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, I'll often ponder things that you share after you leave. And, you know, that, that represents a couple of different things uh, for me. You know, it is, it is a challenge mm -hmm. to us uh, to sometimes, you know, uh, put the words away and not um, fill the moments with, you know, empty words, but, you know, with meaning. However, it's also a cyclical thing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because, yeah. you know, we, we go around, around and around. You know, goes around in a circle. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so good. What what have been, uh, you know, if you were to say, you know, these are the top books or authors that I've read in my life. And uh, really like? Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, uh, you know, I, I mean, you'd be yeah, a philosophical yeah. man. Are you a fan of Lao Tzu? Oh, yeah. Lao Tzu is, uh, is, uh, is very neat. Um, and this was, I mean, nobody's really even sure there was such a person, actually, uh, whether there really was a Lao Tzu. But at any event, uh, and there are stories about him and so on, but he wrote a book, a short little book called uh, The Tao De Jing, or The, uh, mm, the Way and the Path. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, it's, uh, it's, well, it, you know, ultimately, there are things in the world, and then there are the words about them, okay, which mm, isn't the thing in itself. And so Lao Tzu uh, said, uh, hmm, he who speaks does not know, and he who knows does not speak. And the really funny thing is, he said that. <laughs> so, uh, so there you are. Right. Uh, um, yeah, you come back to right here, right now. Um, you know, that, I mean, it's the old thing of, um, you know, you've... Uh, hopped on an ox and took off on a journey in search of an ox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, right? You know? Uh, so if you were to say that there was a, a must-read book that had um, philosophical gems or just something that you feel like, you know, um, I'm so glad that in my lifetime I've read this book or these books. Mm -hmm. What would they be? I don't know. For a long time, I was uh, in into uh, Alan Watts. I really liked, uh, really liked Alan. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there are other fun things. Um, the Upanishads. Uh, there's fun things in that. Really. Uh, uh, the Upanishads is it, it's it's a Hindu thing, mm -hmm. and basically what it what it is, the Upanishad means that you are uh, sitting down with a teacher, mm -hmm. and or someone who defines himself as a, as a, as a teacher, and you define yourself as a student. Well, I define you as a teacher, and I define myself as a student, which is why I'm doing a little digging today. Okay, uh, because. Many of our uh, exchanges have been incidental, and uh, this is a very purposeful discussion. And, and for the listeners, 
I'm bringing you uh, true value. There's gems. There's things that have already been shared in this podcast that uh, that I hope that you'll just ponder later. And the more you ponder, the more you can really discover uh, an inward meaning. Um, you have grandchildren now. How many grandchildren? I have two. Yes. Two, two grandchildren. I've got a beautiful little girl and a little and a lovely little boy, and she's fourteen. He's eleven. Okay, fourteen and eleven. So you got your grandchildren there, and uh, you want to give them uh, some top lessons for life. Mm-hmm. What are those lessons? <laughs> well, there is. Um, there's a, a, a guy who is, who is a retired Navy SEAL. And what he said in the morning was something that I really like. He said, when you get out of bed in the morning, the first thing you do, make the bed. It gets everything started off right. You get out of bed. First thing you do, make the bed. Yeah. Started out with a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Start off on the right foot. Yeah. You know, keep yeah. going right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, so ultimately, I mean, as I said, there, there, there are the things in the world. <laughs> I've done this to you. I've done this to you before. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold that. Okay. Hold the stapler now for our listeners. Okay. So what is it? The stapler. No. Mm-hmm. Stapler is a noise that you made with your mouth. Mm-hmm. What's this? Sort of object. Noises you made with your mouth. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, what would you say to what this is? <laughs> Needs no description. <laughs> The sound of the rain needs no translation. Mm -hmm. You know it. When when the birds sing, no translation is necessary. And, you know, I'm going to take you a few different directions. You know, we talked a little uh, bit about literature. Um, Talked a little bit about, you know, advice for the grandchildren. I want to uh, talk a little bit about, um, yeah, especially from a, a person that's a, a doctor. We're all connected, right? I mean, at, at base level, all energy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, and um, when when things don't need a description, and maybe the challenge is not to not to waste words, you know, maybe the challenge is uh, to experience uh, more and talk less, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what is your what is your belief about um, oneness in the universe with birds or with uh, anything? You know, uh, the sun that shines. Uh, you know, there's so much. You know, well, uh, people have different points of view about that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the Judeo-Christian thing, um, the world is um, hmm, it's sort of a a one-act play. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and you're you're born and you go a certain and then you die and you go up and you go down, but there's this time and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And um and not everybody has that 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 point of view. Mm-hmm. And one interesting way, uh, I believe this, well, not necessarily, but it's really interesting point of view, is the is the uh, Buddhist and Hindu point of view, which is to say that the world and everything there is, is a play. It's a dance. Mm-hmm. And does it have, quote-unquote, meaning? Well, Meaning is just uh, is just um, a word, an English word, um, um, but um, hmm. but for instance, when you dance, uh, you, you don't dance to get to a certain place on the floor. Mm-hmm. You dance just to dance. 
uh, or music, uh, you know, I mean, playing the minute waltz in a minute, well, no, you play it the way it is, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, so there's a way of looking at the world as, as a play, as a dance, as a, mm, something that's just going on, mm -hmm. you know, um, and there is, hmm, and they have the thing. It, it okay. Hinduism is kind of um, polytheistic, but on the, on the basically, it's it, it's it's uh, it's kind of a monotheistic thing. They have the thing they call the Atman, who is everything there is. Mm -hmm. okay? And if you were everything there is, you might get bored mm -hmm. and say, "Whoa, hey, let's play a game." And suddenly, it's everything there is. But in order to be a really good game, in order to be a really good game, you have to think it's real. Mm -hmm. You have to think it's real. And this is the thing that they call the, the maya, uh, the illusion that there's, you know, uh, that it's not a play. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, when you go to a play, there's the proscenium arch and then there's the play in there and you're the audience and and you know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm the audience, they're the play. There it is up there. But if you are an actor, what you want to do is fuck everybody in so that they're in the play. Mm -hmm. Okay. That they have forgotten the proscenium march that you've been pulled in, you know. Um mm. That you're, I don't know, and Henry V, that you're with the English army at Agincourt, you know, and you can smell the sweat and the fear, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and then when the play's over, the curtain comes down and the play's over. But there are some people in the world who have there there are people in the west who have have kind of gotten this point of view there was a late 16th century english person who really had that point of view and he and he didn't know anything about india or hinduism or buddhism or any of this stuff but he said all the world's a play and all the men and women in it, merely actors, and they have their entrances and exits, and one man in his time plays many parts. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, somewhat somewhat linear, too, uh, you know, where there's a, a beginning and then, you know, an act one, an act two, you know, an intermission, but, uh, you know, uh, the Buddhists, you know, they they believe in enlightenment, right? You know, several yes. several incarnations on a path to enlightenment. Um, yes. And the the Hindus, they have a bit of a karmic uh, theory, mm -hmm. right? You know, so, yeah. so you know, kind of. Yeah. I might even be carrying karma with me from a past life. You know? It goes around. Well, you know, I mean, karma is not a uh, you done it. I mean, it's not a who done it. It's um, it's a you done it. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, you have those two perspectives, and then as a man of science, the law of thermodynamics states yeah. that energy can't be created or destroyed. So, rather there is a, uh, you know, like you talked about earlier, one uh, word you used were all that there is. You know, maybe you know, there's this Akhmad and there are yeah, all yeah. that there is, yeah. and, and if you're part of that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, which. If I'm part of all energy and, mm -hmm. and energy is part of me, yes. and you know, the, some of the water that runs through me has been around for four and a half billion years, right? Whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Um have I have I always been here? Will I always be here in some form of energy? Um, well, I don't know, it depends on how you want to look at it. And <laughs> uh all right, what's well, further how you look at it? Um yeah, one way would be to say that Travis is a drop in the ocean. Oh, that you're just a drop in, drop in the ocean. The other way is 
you're the entire ocean in one drop. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. Very good. So my next question that I have for you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, there's a lot of depth there. And yes. you know, I will say this, you know, um being uh you know, I'm baptized Christian and participating. And, yeah. and you know, of course, I, I had the opportunity to experience, uh, you know, I've sipped tea with Buddhists and I've gone to temple with the Jewish and, uh, you know, just done different things, even been in a, a sweat lodge with the mm-hmm. Indians, you know, just yeah. to understand their Native American practice. Mm-hmm. I have always found it interesting that uh, Christianity, you know, talks about us being eternal, but your eternity began right then you know like act one like a play um because if you are eternal you know eternity's been going on a bit longer than from the time stamp in which you were born you know so um you know some things have been revealed to us but yet some things are yet to be revealed right you know so uh, it's it's interesting you know what you know is through it is now as through a glass dark yeah uh now i wanted to ask you this you know we've talked a little bit about literature and you know, just kind of having your take uh, mm-hmm. in your life, a man of science, and also, uh, you know, just a, a philosophical person that you are. I was curious, you know, just what your thoughts were on that. Um, we even gave advice uh, to the grandchildren. I would like some advice. How many years have you been married now? Oh, uh, well, uh, this unit, very shortly, it will be 55. 55 years. 55 <laughs> years of marriage. Congratulations. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So 55 years of marriage, what can you share for tips for 50, how people, so so many marriages, it seems like more and more are ending so quickly nowadays. Um, you know, how do you get to 55 years? How do you stay married for that long? It's uh, tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that goes both ways. I mean, you know. One of those things, and thoroughly willing to tolerate people who are willing to tolerate me. <laughs> and that isn't always easy. Mm-hmm. Tolerating me is not always easy. But, um, hmm. <laughs> are you required to tolerate intolerance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, I, yes, you. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, tolerance. What produces, uh, uh since we're philosophers, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. or we at least appreciate philosophy, um, what produces the desire for someone to want to tolerate another? Uh, well, hmm. Hmm. Um. It, it it has to be worth it. Mm-hmm. No, it yeah. has to be worth it. You know. Yeah, I because you know when you say tolerance, it can mean so many things. There's so mm-hmm. many synonymous things. You know, there's grace that comes with tolerance, right? Mm-hmm. There's um, uh, there's patience, right? <laughs> patience could uh, definitely be part of tolerance. And then, yeah, you know, you have to have a motive. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, of course, there's the, the benefits of the relationship. You know, yes. One key factor, mm-hmm. love, companionship, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it would seem to me that tolerance would have uh, a strong motivator behind it, you know. I mean, you love and respect this person and uh, you have to... Both sides have to give a little, mm-hmm. and you have to tolerate me, and I have to tolerate you, and we get along. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, you know, because, uh, because you know, uh, Cheryl, who I know uh, is uh, a teacher uh, when it comes to uh, uh, dolls, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, uh, well, I, I don't know the exact term, but they remind me of Kachina dolls, but uh, what type of dolls are they? Oh, uh, what she does is antique reproduction dolls made in porcelain, and the part that she's really in, that she really really likes is um, dolls from the mid portion of the nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, there were many porcelain doll makers, both in Germany and in France at that time. And mm, there weren't uh, mm, movies and TV and so on. And for instance, they showed the latest fashion by making a, a doll of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and these are, quote, fashion dolls. But she likes that, okay? And so she starts out with um, with porcelain slip and pours it into a mold and takes it out, uh, takes it out carefully and then fires it a little bit and then cleans it up and then fires it um, to make it glass. Oh. In other words, it, if you get it hot enough, then it fuses and it becomes glass, or basically it becomes porcelain, becomes very hard, and then paints it, and um, then makes the body, makes the clothes, does the um, makes the pattern. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a, there. There are various kinds of in intelligence and the kinds that we talk about at the present i mean can you figure do you know a lot of words can you put words together but there are other kinds of intelligence and she can sit down with this antique doll and look at it and figure out the pattern make and make a pattern and cut it out and cut fabric and sew it and make it just like that, which is definitely a a, um, a manifestation of uh, great intelligence. Yeah, well, manifestation. it's just not one of those things that uh, uh, that that people call. Well, he's really intelligent, like he's a, you know he's he's a professor at Oxford or something like that. But there are different manifestations of it. Mm -hmm. For instance, I mean, a really good mechanic yeah. who has an in Eternal sense of just how much to turn the bolt. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, but what you just described, I had no idea how much you knew about what Cheryl did. Not only do we tolerate each other's differences, but we become interested in each other's interests we, for a healthy. <laughs> but we say that uh, part of that is a celebration of each other. Uh huh. So tolerate, celebrate, be, and by celebrating, become interested in what someone else is interested in, you yes. know, to celebrate them yeah. properly. Yeah. yeah. Wow, really good. Really good. Um, and, you know, here's something as well that I think that I've learned from you is in always, you know, here you are going to go to Zambia again uh, this year. Uh, and you're also recently, you took up the hobby of the classic guitar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what inspired you to take up guitar? Well, I played with it a little bit a long time ago, and then I don't know things happened, and I just kind of put it away. But then when um, when um, COVID hit, I you know was looking for something else to do, so I got out my guitar and I started learning it again, yeah. and it's good. It's when you get into it, like any music, it's um, it's a meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay, you learning to read music again. Mm -hmm. Take it from your eye through your brain into your hand, um, and when you're doing it and you're really into it, you're not anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking about. Uh, your mortgage payment, or uh, uh, or your upcoming podcast with uh, with Travis, or anything, you're just right there at that time doing that thing. That's it. Another another opportunity to uh, meditate, uh, and you know, today I, I hope that there's listeners just like what I'm learning. You know, um, you're giving some advice today on how to i'm gonna say um we can call it age well uh we can call it live well as you age mm -hmm. um how important do you think it is that people keep learning and that they keep on pursuing passions 
because I've seen people stop pursuing passions and almost stop living at the same time. And therefore, uh, you know, other things come along with that, which is a degradation of health. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so mm. from your perspective, you know, how important has it been to continuously stimulate your mind and pursue mm. adventures and, yeah. You have to, uh, yeah, you, I mean, in, you can continue and do things that interest you or I can wither and die. Right. I mean, there's a saying that says we're either growing or dying, mm. right? You know, which, which yeah. path are you on? Mm. And that we can be on that path until our last breath or uh, some people, for some reason, reach a certain age or, or even get out of simply college and say, oh, I'm all done learning. No, 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 you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Uh, the world's a stage, mm -hmm. you know, you have to play mm -hmm. in this, this, um, this uh, uh, English guy, you know, well, okay. And I, I'm going to do this just because I like it. The play is over. I don't know. It's Hamlet. All these people are dead on the stage, and the whole thing has happened, and 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 uh, and and it's all ended, and and the curtain comes down. The play is over. Then footlights come up a little bit. And um, the director comes out, you know, out in front of the curtain, stands and looks at the audience. And he says, uh, <clears throat> and now our, our revels are ended. And, and these, our players, as I foretold, are mere spirits and vanished into thin air. Like the baseless fabric of this vision, our cap towers, the solemn temples, even the great globe itself, and all it shall inherit, will dissolve. Like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a wreck behind. But we are such things as dreams are made on, and our little life is shrouded with a sleep. That's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Another uh, another great quote uh, that you could definitely ponder for a while and, and just grab hold of certain pieces and parts and, and dive into the, the meaning, you know, uh, that even the earth, <laughs> this great globe, uh, you know, that will have an end itself. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, I personally have done this exercise at a at multiple conferences. I enjoy our uh, retreats for this reason, because the uh, the goal is to make sure you're on track uh, mm -hmm. with what it is that you'd want to be said about you. And uh, if your play was to come to an end and the curtain was to come up and someone was to come out and speak, what would you want the speaker to say about Ed Williams? Hmm. Yeah, he just was a good That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that will have much meaning to many people. Uh as you know, I, there's just so many people that I talk with about mm -hmm. you and uh people <laughs> oh, that have <laughs> participated in our book clubs or oh did you see Ed? i heard that he came to sarah the other day and i gotta tell you he's so fascinating or whatever you know there, there's things that will be said and um you know you've lived a, a life of service uh you know service as a doctor uh you know uh service in the navy um you know i i think that there's definitely things that for those that you love uh to take meaning from and to take notice of because um, uh, I've taken notice of it, and I enjoy your depth. Um, okay. uh, and I definitely, uh, you know, your perspectives. Sometimes uh, 
I actually, I listen and then I repeat it in my mind later and I have more ahas six hours later than I might've had in the minute. I'm like, oh, interesting. Um, so, you know, depth is, uh, is definitely something, you know, that a single, there's a, a, a saying, a bit of a quote, and it says that a, a single conversation with a person can be worth more than years of education. And that's why I started the Overcomers podcast. I wanted to talk to new and fascinating people. And uh, I find that to be true. You know, I'm like, wow, just a single conversation. And, and what did I learn today? You know, and uh, so really easy for me to also be present, right? You know, because I'm listening to learn and listening to dig deeper, you know, so uh, it's my form of meditation because I am here right now, you know, and I'm just so grateful uh, to have been able to to do this with you. Um, would you have any, uh, you know, final words or anything that you'd like to share with our audience? <laughs> well, I don't know. This has been, this has been uh, a very, a very, conversation with my with, with my friend Travis and I have I, I enjoyed it and maybe somebody else will enjoy it too yes yes I'm sure they will I think there was a lot of gems today uh, and you know just to go back uh, by the way uh, Ed has also agreed to do our DECA which <laughs> is a 10 exercise event <laughs> well you have to show me what it is so I can do it so I can see if I can do it or well, well, I bring up that point as we're closing out because my purpose in bringing you in here today, like I have pictures and maybe that's a picture I should put with this uh, podcast of uh, uh, Ed with his legs behind his head. And I'm like, I can't do that. And I mean, he's doing that and just celebrate his 80th birthday. And I asked him the other day, I said, hey, Ed, could you show people what's possible? Because I know you can do these 10 exercises, this Spartan Deca, and I want people to see that they can do it at 80 years old. I want people to be inspired uh, by the fact that you're taking back up the guitar at 80 years old. Like whatever your passions are, pursue them and never stop learning, never stop pursuing adventure. Yes. Life is meant to be lived. I get yes. these lessons from you and uh, yeah. I thank you for it. Well, you know. Yes. And as I say, uh, Nobody's ever going to pay money to listen to me play the guitar, but that's not the point. I it's really good, and if the only people I play it for are my kitty cats, then that's fine. <laughs> good audience. <laughs> well, thank you, Ed. Thanks for being yeah. on the show. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, well, it was fun. It really was. It was fun. Enjoy. You did a great job. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!